0: Stakeholders who are here with us. A very good afternoon to you all. I'm talking to all members. A, a very good afternoon to you all.
1: Good afternoon, afternoon. Uh, Chairperson. Good afternoon, Chairperson.
0: Thank you, DM. <laughs> Thank you very much. I can hear people are there. I can see some few faces. Well let me just say Abu Drini. Let me start this meeting by welcoming everybody in here as I've done. And just indicate that this meeting is two hours. Um, we have, some of us raised the issue of two hours not being sufficient, but for today we are going to be dealing with uh, what we have on the table, which is two hours. <clears throat> um, so feel free to participate, but uh, understand the reason why I have chosen to request the other chairperson to start first, is because I really want to raise an issue of time. In terms of our agenda, I think we're going to have two briefings. The first briefing is gonna be the, the briefing by the department on the issue of the budget strategic plan, which I can see is actually a bit longer I would request the DG, the, the Deputy Minister and the team, to try and summarize and ensure that uh, in around 35 minutes we are done with that presentation, the first presentation, and uh, the second presentation will then follow after the discussions, and it will follow suit, uh, the same way to try and 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 keep time and uh, members will be allowed to discuss and uh, will then bring the meeting uh, to the to the, to its logical uh, conclusion so i'm going to be dealing with um, uh, apologies I'll, I'll deal with uh, item number 3 which is briefings but i'll only take Members, thank you. Right, let's let's in the meantime take apologies. Any apologies? Um, written apologies, of course. Chairperson um, from the Portfolio Committee, there were no apologies. No apologies from the Portfolio, from the portfolio. Committee. Yes. Thank you very much. N C O P. Apologies from uh, any honorable member from NCOP? None. All right. I take that everybody from the department is here and if there's somebody who's not in the meeting and there's no apology, it means this that person is absent without uh, apology. Okay. Let's not take this opportunity, honorable members, and uh, allow, allow the department, uh, the deputy minister, to take us through and uh, DG on the briefing by the Department of Transport on its 2020-2021 budget strategic plan and annual performance plan. Sorry, chair. Chair, uh, Honourable Tim, a quick point, please. Yes, Honourable
2: Tim. Uh, the, the point is, is that we have received uh, the DCLA presentation, but we have not received oh, any somehow. budget presentation at the level. Rece- is, is there a budget presentation that we can receive via the secretaries? Uh, we, I received the DCLA presentation, but not a budget presentation. It's very difficult to interrogate it without the presentation on our side. I know you're going to put it up on the screen, but it's good that to, to, we can
0: go through it on our own laptops at our time. And can we get a response on that one, uh, uh, Valerie? Chair,
3: um, we shared uh, all the information with the Secretary of the Committee, um, And I also included content, the content advisor's notes. And I know there was a budget analysis that was uh, forwarded by the researcher. So if um, the members don't have it, I'll ask our committee uh, assistant
0: to forward it, but it was forwarded um, a while ago. Can I see? Is is the Honourable Team the only member
4: affected? Uh, no, Che, uh, if I could just respond to that. We did receive researchers' notes, but we did not receive any presentation from the department uh, in anticipation of what will be presented now.
0: Okay, then we'll follow your route, Valérie. Uh, there is a way of sending those documents to members, eh?
3: Um, Yes, I think members might not remember because it was
0: sent um, two weeks ago. It was uh, sent very early by the department, Um, but we can resend. Let's let's resend and close this matter, please. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, You are dealing with elderly uh, people here. Um, All right. I think we have resolved that amicably. Uh, Honorable Deputy Minister,
3: uh, thank you very much chair persons
0: uh, from the the
3: select uh, committee and the portfolio committee valerie you are dealing with us who were born before technology so every time you must always be mindful of that oh,
5: oh, oh, oh.
3: Uh, having said that let me also extend the apology from my minister who will not be able to be part of this meeting today as he is held up with other engagements. Uh, Post May 2019, we took a decision and took time to make sure that we are ourselves with what is happening in the Department of Transport and make sure that the agenda that will be here for the coming five years is the agenda that actually will be able to take us to a higher trajectory and a higher level. This will enable us to reimagine the role of the Department of Transport in propelling the economic activities and while taking strides uh, in advancing social emancipation. Chairpersons, so we are under no illusion that uh, uh, The the department has got magnitude of challenges uh, that we need to confront and be able to resolve to tackle these challenges. We have several uh, new cultures that we have to impose uh, into the department. Breathing life into the values of accelerating service delivery requires a paradigm shift and an Unstinting commitment uh, to the service of our people, both from the political head, both uh, and the bureaucrats. This is what we have termed ourselves would like to see happen. Our strategic plan gives us practical expression in the commitment, uh, despite significant resource uh, constraints, which may result in us moving at a pace slower than we anticipated. Through a variety of engagement with the sector stakeholder in coordinating this plan, we, we ensured that it is aligned to the seven apex priorities of the six administration, which are anchored in the national development plan. Our strategy, to re-im- uh, re- reimagine, reimage transport, and to be uh, and its role in growing the economy and creating jobs is anchored on a dynamic interplay between continuity and change. We continue; we will continue to hold uh, momentum uh, towards to build momentum towards the realization of the goals of the department as enshrined in the uh, white paper of 1996. Uh, In infusing the concept of Kauleza uh, in delivering services in the Department of Transport to our people, our focus will be uh, guided by the strategic goals which have been incorporated as such in our strategic plans. Five of them, uh, let me highlight them quickly. Safety as an enabler of service delivery public transport that will enable social emancipation, an economy that works, infrastructure build, building a maritime nation, accelerating transformation towards a greater economic participation. These are the key five uh, 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 priorities that we have put in our strategic plan. In addition to the above mentioned, uh, we have also included uh, uh, the apex priorities in our activities as we trying to uh, align the government uh, activities to uh, to make sure that we coordinate most of the issues. Innovation uh, that advances effect- efficiencies, environmental protection, uh, improving efficiencies and effectiveness uh, of, sub- uh, of support services are about other things that we believe we should be able to look into. In a nutshell, our agenda of the six administration is anchored on the eight strategic uh, strategic goals and this will be uh, aligned to the provincial plans to ensure seamless integration and focused uh, outcomes despite our best interactions we are under no illusion about the impact of the covid-19 uh, pandemic in our plans the Minister of Finance gave us an indication that during the course of the year he will be able to revise the budget uh, as a consequence of the COVID-19 and therefore uh, anticipation that 500 billion uh, package will be uh, as announced by the president are some of the things that we have to look as a shift towards uh, meeting the obligation of the pandemic. The budget revision Excellent. will undoubtedly have a significant impact on uh, the annual performance plans of twenty twenty one however this should not mean, uh, uh, sh- should not mean complacency but should rather uh, spare us to find uh, creativity, creative ways uh, in delivering the services to our people uh, as i end Uh, The slowdown in economic activities has uh, also resulted in serious impact on the number of entities which may require some some form of support uh, for them to continue rendering uh, critical services they they provide. This will include a central Airports Company, Brasa, RAF, uh, these are the entities that are really negatively will be impacted. The Director General will therefore uh, outline and unpack the strategic plans and the APPs, uh, of the, uh, the strategic plan of the five, next five years and the APP of this financial year and the budget of the Department of Transport over the medium term. Uh, without procrastinating any further, let me uh, give to the Director General to outline uh, the strategy plan and APPs and budget as uh, I have already alluded to. Thank you very much, Chair
0: DM. DG. DM, do we have uh, the DJ in the meeting?
6: Yes, I'm here, Chair.
0: Show yourself to the Chair. I I, I am on the screen, Chair. I'm that one who's
5: within the- Very visible.
0: No, I can see you now. You were not you were not on the screen at the time I I, I was looking for you. Thank you very oh. much, uh, that me, Um Over to you, sir. 30, 30 to thirty-five minutes.
6: Okay, thank you, Chair. Uh, I hope perhaps I would uh, do justice within that period, uh, Chair. Quickly, uh, I will move straight to slide five. And on slide number five of the presentation, uh, I would simply re-emphasize what the DM has indicated because the rest of our uh, strategic plan is encapsulated within those key thrusts. And those strategic thrusts uh, on pay, on slide number five are uh, safety, including security, as an enabler of service delivery. And uh, secondly, uh, chair the Uh, public transport that enables social emancipation and an economy that works and uh, infrastructure built that stimulates economic growth and job creation and building a maritime nation uh, Mm. through elevation of the oceans economy and finally accelerating transformation towards greater economic participation. This uh, chair will take me now uh, straight to uh, slide number nine where in as far as slide nine is concerned, we are emphasizing on those key five uh, thing and we have added the sixth and seventh as well as the eighth thrusts and focus areas we would have during this period and uh, on slide nine we have uh, innovation that advances efficiencies and support a continuous improvement model and environmental protection recovering and maintaining a healthy natural environment. And on eight uh, chair, we have uh, improved efficiency and effectiveness of support services. So to that extent, I now wish to go into this program by program and give you a brief synopsis of what we are looking at in as far as uh, priority focus area one, safety as an enabler of service delivery. And I wish to go to slide number 14. And on slide 14, Chair, uh, on improved transport safety and security. There, Chair, we are looking at uh, across all our modes, and we are looking at uh, providing a safer transport system. And we also are looking at security standards within the entire uh, network and transport network, uh, transporters and network industry. Uh, cannot do without uh, proper and adequate security for it to thrive and to give confidence to the public that uh, indeed uh, we are doing well. We have looked at the baselines uh, across all of this and we have taken the uh, apex priorities and put them into this slide, uh, Chair. So by no means is this a full account of what we want to do in safety and security. For that, a full... uh, strategic plan that we have tabled uh, before the committees uh, both in the National Assembly and in the NCOP would need to look at that uh, in totality. So just as a start, uh, Chair, there we are looking at uh, reduction in road uh, fatalities. Uh, Our current baseline is 12,921 and just with a third of the UK's uh, number of cars we are getting 12,921, but UK having three times the number of vehicles on its road than us, uh, it's only getting accidents on average of 890 per year. Now that gives you a huge discrepancy in terms of what we wanna achieve. And to that extent, we're looking at a 25% year on year reduction over the next five year period uh, to achieve what we are looking at. Again, on rail safety uh, occurrences, we want to reduce this. Uh, significantly and uh, we are looking at uh, a reduction of 1,140 rail safety occurrences and the current baseline is 1,400. So we are quite uh, ambitious in terms of what we want to achieve but we think we can achieve this by fencing off all of our rail corridors and ensuring that uh, we can protect the assets and infrastructure and therefore ultimately the users of that mode of transport within that. Again on rail safety security we want to Uh, deal with uh, the rail occurrences and reduce on that. Uh, If we go to slide 15, Chair, you would see that we are looking at uh, uh, the number of commercial uh, aviation accidents. And we are looking at uh, maintaining the baseline of zero fatal accidents uh, in that space. And we are also looking at uh, the reduction in the reportable maritime safety incidents. And we seek to reduce this by 50 percent. uh, over the five year period, and we are also looking at uh, below one maritime uh, fatal activity uh, in this regard. Chair, if I move to slide uh, 17, which represent uh, focus area number two on public transport that enables social emancipation and economy that works. Uh, there, in Chair, we are looking at uh, a revised public transport funding model. Uh, And to this extent, our biggest issue is around uh, the new formula for subsidization of taxis uh, as a mode that carries most passengers on a day-to-day basis. And we seek to liberalize and formalize this industry during the five years. And we have a good opportunity now of doing exactly that and of uh, registering all of the taxi operators in the sector and of ensuring that they register for tax and that they register for all other requirements that a normal employer has to contend with and that they are fully compliant. Uh, this we would do, and uh, as an in return, the role and place of the minibus taxi and other forms of taxis like e and so on needs to fit in the broader scheme of an integrated transport network. And this is the work we are continuing to do and uh, we are currently looking at uh, the six cities currently operating the IPTNs and we want to scale up this to 13 cities and the five that are really struggling we are intending now to take over the functions and to work with cities closer to ensure that we assist them to troubleshoot where the programs have stalled some of them in excess of four years in as far as public transport is concerned uh, we're looking at, at the Average weekday passenger trips uh, of uh, 350,000 on the IPTNs, and we want to increase that from a baseline of 165. We can achieve this by introducing the new networks uh, on the five cities I've spoken about and that are struggling. And we also want to increase the rail uh, passenger trips. If we bring into stream the Mawapani line as well as the central line in the Cape, then the 520 million after modernization looks a uh, much more achievable target. And our benchmark is what we have done on the Pinar Sport Operatorial Line. If we go chair now to slide number 20, in there we are looking at uh, the infrastructure and job creation uh, that we will uh, uh, process from this. And accordingly, we are looking at the introduction of the high-speed rail. Uh, the framework has been developed and implemented. And uh, we are looking at uh, this uh, being funded uh, via uh, investment funding and we're also looking at a private sector participation framework for uh, concessioning of branch lines uh, to allow new players into this and to end the monopolies of prasa and transnet in as far as both passenger as well as uh, cargo is however on cargo, Transnet will always have the right of first refusal as the branch lines uh, belong to them. And for those that uh, the refusal is granted, uh, they have to concession the branch lines up. And as far as modernization uh, program, we're looking at renewal of the f- uh, rolling stock uh, of Prasa, and we are looking at uh, new train sets uh, 23 of them have been deployed now. And we're looking at 290 new train sets to replace the current aging fleet uh, in a space of five years. And to this extent, uh, there will be a ramp up and an increase from one train to five trains being produced every month at our Nigel Givela plant uh, uh, that's there. Again, Chair, we are looking at the modernization of stations and with some of the stations to be built. And uh, we are looking at uh, even uh, the seven identified mega stations. Uh, such as EC Pingo in Durban to be built uh, and to be completed within the five-year period uh, wherein we are there. Again, Sunral is having some challenges. Uh, However, we're still looking at the rollout of the rural uh, roads uh, that we had identified, uh, 12 of them, and uh, we are also going to continue uh, with the gravel roads and their rehabilitation, a total of 226 kilometers and uh, for paved roads a new 46,548 uh, roads and then the overall uh, condition index uh, the national road network uh, will be maintained and we uh, know that we need to resolve the issues of the e as quickly as uh, possible and to get the cabinet decision on them to allow us to uh, leverage the central balance sheet so it can raise sufficient capital to do the work it has to do in as far as AXA is concerned, uh, because of COVID, now there will be a deferment of some of the programs. However, a key critical infrastructure would still need to be done, and we also foresee a challenge and a deferment in the infrastructure program for ATNS, uh, with COVID uh, having had a, a significantly negative impact on the balance sheet of uh, the aviation industry uh, entities. Uh, when I move to, sl- to slide number 25. Uh, which looks at the building a maritime nation and elevating the ocean's economy. Slide 25 covers for you, Chair, in this regard, the National Port Authority and the need for us to cooperatize this. This we believe it will uh, comply now with the law since 2015. It has been an outstanding matter. And we also believe that uh, over this period, it will assist us with reinvestment into port infrastructure and improving the competitiveness as well as the efficiencies within our ports. We need uh, new infrastructure, new cranes, uh, world-class uh, facilities. We also need to build new baths for some of our own uh, busy ports, at uh, Durban to ease congestion, we will need a totally new uh, automotive bath uh, to transport cars uh, aside and uh, for all other cargo to be sorted out on other things. We think if we do that, it will ease a lot of congestion and make Durban competitive, but we also need to invest in new technology to allow for more crane movements uh, per hour to ensure that we can handle more cargo than what we can right now. Uh, Again, uh, we are developing the merchant shipping bill that will give us an opportunity to process most of the things. If I move to slide 27, uh, which is DOT priority focus area five on accelerating transformation towards greater economic participation, Uh, and in this regard, uh, we are bringing the single transport economic regulator, uh, and we want to establish this as quick as possible. That will give us an opportunity to improve regulation and competitiveness within the transport sector and ensure that the commuter as well as uh, customers within this sector pay the right price and that they are given uh, the best deal that they can get and value for money in as far as the services and also the evaluation of the quality of the service that they are getting in this regard. Again, we're looking at a rail uh, act uh, to be developed that will look at becoming an overarching rail legislative framework that will, for the first time, allow the concessioning of branch lines. And uh, for the first time, it will review the current monopolies that exist within the rail sector and uh, allow for new private sector participation and increase inclusivity by allowing for black economic uh, partners to play a significant role within this space. In, on the transformation front, we're looking at uh, changing the ship register of South Africa. We are quite ambitious to have 10 new merchant vessels. We think we can finance this through the program of allowing for the amendment of the SAMSA-LEVIS Act that will allow for a new fund to be created in this regard to finance uh, development in this area. In as far as priority priorities area number six, and I move now to slide number 30, on innovation, we're looking at a number of things that we're bringing in this regard. Key to which is the issue of uh, uh, the single integrated electronic ticketing system that will be rolled out right across the country. And to that extent, uh, we are looking even further at ensuring that uh, uh, we get all the participating uh, transport modes to come in. Uh, Already, Sanral has been uh, selected to Carry the mandate through and to champion the single integrated electronic ticketing that will allow a commuter to use the same ticket to pay for bus for train for taxi and even for flights and to that extent uh, we are also working on the issue of uh, regulations for autonomous vehicles this uh, disruptive technologies that were coming along and also to look at uh, the regulations pertaining to uh, unmanned uh, aerial vehicles, uh, the drones, and uh, we we have the regulations in place, uh, but however, we will seek to tighten them up as new types of drones have emerged and uh, other drones that do deliveries and uh, related aspects will need to regulate uh, that space even better. Uh, when I move to slide 32, which now six speaks to DOT priority focus area 7, uh, being the environmental protection, again, we want uh, greater benefits around the issues of uh, uh, the levies that have been uh, put up and we want to look at the reduction in greenhouse gases as well as the maritime uh, pollution incident rate to be reduced to uh, one uh, incident a year, with the capability obviously in maritime safety to deal with that i will not uh, go into detail about the human resource uh, thing but we are making a a firm commitment of bringing the vacancy rate to uh, below 5%, which is regulated by DPSA in this regard. And uh, again, for the first time, we are setting for ourselves a target to achieve a clean audit every year for the next five years uh, in this regard to improve on governance and uh, on where we need to do. And now, Chair, when I move to the issue of the budget, looking at the time uh, we have remaining, and I will skip a whole host of the detail uh, of the how to uh, do the things I've indicated earlier and to move straight uh, to slide number coming to which I now wish to go to part two of the presentation on slide 85 which is the estimates of national expenditure of our department. And uh, as you may see, if we immediately go to uh, slide number 87, on slide 87 chair, that shows you the budget growth uh, over the period we have been in. And if you look at the uh, 2021-2022 financial year, uh, you would see that uh, that t- goes to 69 billion and by 2022, 2023, it reaches 72 billion. And uh, the current budget, 2020, 2021, uh, being at 62 billion rents, uh, which uh, represent about uh, 9.4% uh, growth, real growth in the budget thing. And if you look at uh, uh, the 2021, 2022 2020-2021 uh, financial year, you would then look at uh, the allocation by uh, per program in that regard. And uh, you would also see that in real terms, all of the, those programs have grown uh, in as far as uh, the budget allocations. However, if you look at it, Chair, uh, via the MTF baseline allocation per economic classification, uh, you will then see that uh, certainly it looks uh, quite positive with uh, transfers and subsidies remaining uh, the key that takes the bulk of our budget. Uh, out of the budget of 62 billion, uh, 60.5 billion uh, goes on to transfers, and only 571 million is for compensation. So, from that point of view, our budget is in real terms uh, uh, looking at the core functions of the department and in delivering funding where it is supposed to have greater impact certainly because our entities are playing a bigger role in as far as this is concerned Uh, it is for that reason chair that we are improving on our oversight responsibilities and oversight capability over the public entities without necessarily micromanaging them but we do see a real risk uh, of uh, uh, if we are weak in that front that uh, the the objectives may not be met, because we are dependent on the entities to achieve the core functions that uh, are there. If you look at uh, in goods and services budget, uh, some of the major allocations that goes into this uh, remains the usual suspects, Chair. In as far as the MRCC, the Mar- Maritime Rescue and Coordination Center, based in Cape Town, it still takes a bit of money. And the SACA accident and investigation Still takes about uh, 34 million, and the watchkeeping services still carries 103 million budget. We are negotiating this and we're also looking at new technologies. Right now we are still working only with Telcom, which is the key service provider that is capable of running the radar system for us to do this. And we pay for the airtime for that radar. Uh, on the issues uh, again, is the issue of oil pollution prevention services uh, that we render. And I think uh, from that point of view, we still spend a small fortune. However, uh, we should be grateful that we are seeing no incidents uh, of uh, pollution and of spillages by the ships in that space. Again, uh, the taxi scrapping and recapitalization program still takes some chunk. Uh, this obviously now affected by COVID, but uh, you will also see that Samba uh, and uh, the uh, national Land Transport Information System Upgrade uh, carries uh, a bit of weight uh, uh, in this uh, space, and we still spend some money on Shovakalula, the bicycle program for rural mobility that is non-motorized. Uh, if we move, uh, Chair, to the details of transfers, I think they are self-explanatory according to the agencies and uh, the public entities that we provide for. And uh, I now wish to move, Chair, to slide uh, 86 and 90, slide 93 chair uh, that now will give you on slide 93 uh, details of the transfers uh, as I've indicated them uh, in where the bulk of the money goes to and finally on the road transport allocations uh, you would see that Sanral uh, correctly so, has received uh, an increase in this allocation and the increase is actually due to the additional allocations that we have provided for the muloto Road corridor in the province of Mpumalanga uh, to deal with uh, one of the most dangerous roads uh, uh, in South Africa and to address that, but also the N2 wild coast that had run into challenges and uh, where now there was a dispute with uh, uh, the s- contractors that were doing some parts of uh, the N2 and uh, with their withdrawal and uh, new tenders uh, contracts have been renegotiated and uh, now the cost have gone somewhat higher and uh, the reprioritization within the baseline of the department accounts for the rest of the shift to Sandral. We we have now done, because Sandral is imaging as one of the big risks, uh, presented uh, that slide, Chair, uh, uh, to indicate to you the details of uh, uh, Sandral as a whole, uh, including its uh, capital expenditure program. And if you look at issues pertaining to the Gauteng Freeway Improvement Program and the amount of growth uh, in that budget line item, how much we are spending, it is precisely because of the challenges of ETALS, and it is for this reason I had indicated that it is an issue we need to deal with uh, uh, on an emergent basis to ensure that uh, uh, we achieve better. We have now bridged the Chinese wall of allowing for a cross-subsidization from Non-tall portfolio to the tall portfolio, and it is um, this unsustainable way that we wish to end. But we can only end that by ensuring that we we resolve the issue of the e-tolls. Uh, the decisions of cabinet are awaited in this regard, and we believe that uh, we will. Uh, uh, get that decision uh, soonest uh, so that we can implement uh, the new programs we require to do in this regard. Some of the key uh, projects uh, are the coal haulage roads uh, network that now deliver uh, coal from uh, the mines in Mbumalanga and uh, largely towards uh, the electric power generation stations. Uh, And those roads, some of them are already in bad conditions, they can't be postponed. Uh, they need to be dealt with uh, almost immediately the completion of the long N2 uh, road well coast uh, we'll need to finalize that as well as the Moloto road upgrade as I've indicated with also the Botswana river crossing uh, will have to be upgraded to cater for the growth in the shift in the the movement of traffic in that regard and as far as public transport allocations are concerned uh, the issue of the rolling stock of prasas I've indicated uh, accounts for the largest increase in that space, and uh, it is exactly what I've indicated about modernization and the rolling stock. As you can see, the budget is uh, strictly following and aligned with the priorities I have already presented in this regard, and we give the details of Prasa specifically as one of the other high-risk areas uh, in this regard, and we detail the, their financial situation in as far as their uh, metro rail operations and the allocations in terms of subsidy that we are giving in this space, but importantly also the growth in the capital uh, programs and the capital expenditure program of what we need to do over the next five years. The grants uh, remain at uh, average of uh, 6% increase uh, for the PTOG, the public transport operations grant, and we have also seen a uh, Uh, the allocation decreased slightly for the public transport network grant, uh, which has seen growth over the last significant number of years in this regard. So, from that point of view, Chair, I must also ask them to indicate that uh, although this remains uh, the situation as we present now, COVID-19 has put a huge spanner into the works and uh, budget uh, reprioritization exercise is now currently underway. We have received formally correspondence now from uh, DPSA, Treasury, as well as DPME for us to start uh, reviewing the guidelines, as well as reviewing the actual targets and uh, the strategic plans and the outputs that uh, were already set and that we are already preparing. As government to come back to parliament f- to for an readjustment of the budget in as far as uh, money that has been diverted towards dealing with COVID-19. So, chair, we have uh, attempted to plot uh, all of uh, these programs uh, uh, into uh, provinces and their location where they are exactly located and what we will be doing where and how, and uh, that exercise. Uh, We couldn't finish it last night i must indicate we will uh, submit a separate uh, slides to that effect to the portfolio committee and the committee of the ncop uh, to that effect to provide uh, a plotted thing on the map that shows where major projects are happening and uh, where are they exactly for instance when we say the Mawapani line will show that it's in Gauteng and the central line in the Western Cape. We will show where the trains are going to end up at. We will show where they are manufactured, all of that. We're busy with that exercise, but we couldn't finish. We tried to push last night and today, but we simply couldn't finish on time. Uh, But we will attempt to do that for the benefit largely of the NCOP to plot all of these projects, including the roads. Uh, Some of them traverse uh, three provinces like the N2. And we will then show it from the Western Cape to the Eastern Cape, and ultimately, uh, to lastly to the Eastern Cape, uh, as well as to So that's that's the the long and short of our presentation. Chair, I've taken 25 minutes instead of the allocated
0: 35. <laughs> well, I think the only correct watch is the one that is run by me, and we have taken 33. <laughs> Thank you for the DG. Ah, I, t- I tempt myself. <laughs> yeah, but yours, yours, is not is not considered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, no, thanks, um, uh, DM um, Let's enter into a discussion on members. Uh, um, allow you to be combed with one comb. The comb of time. Uh, uh, we should uh, deal with this briefing, and uh, by five o'clock, we shall be handing over to the next briefing. So, anybody who's going to speak, uh, two minutes rule will apply. Thank you for understanding. Let me see who wants to speak.
1: Honorable Come McDonald's.
0: again. Come um, again. Honorable Hansinger. Yes. Uh, Honorable McDonald. Yes. Uh, Manu.
7: Yes. Uh, good. Hi. Honorable Stolle, Chungu Stolle,
0: Stolle, Chip. Did you know what's wrong? No, Luchungu. No.
8: Thank you, Chet.
0: Did you get who else? Tango, yes. Tango, <laughs> eh. Honorable Dengo. who else? Honorable Ramagua. Ramadua, Honorable okay, so
9: Mike. Honorable? Did you get
0: Mike? one? Huh? Manu I have.
6: Thank
0: you. You are number three. Thank you. Okay. Honorable okay. Mappé, I would like to speak. <coughs> Honorable Mappé. Thank you. Oh, Mugzul Ntizwe. A person, Honorable Mike, I would like to speak too. Honorable May? Yeah, yeah. The man from Eastern Cape, yes. That's all. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Hansinger, you two minutes.
4: Uh, thank you, Chair, and uh, thank you, um, DG, for the presentation and for preparing the presentation under these difficult uh, conditions. My first question <laughs> relates to your slide 14, um, where it is mentioned that there is a particular <laughs> focus on safety and infrastructure. I'm, I have a
1: concern no, I have that okay. there is
4: little regard for passengers and for asset protection, um, and I would I would uh, pledge that this is really important and should be included. Um, As a consideration under safety and infrastructure, we've seen huge infrastructure uh, vandalization, and we know that our passengers are not safe on public transport, especially rail, and therefore I would suggest that part of the strategic strategic plan should include passenger protection and asset protection. Then in terms of um, the taxi reform, which was your slide 18, um really encouraging and i think it's a bold step dg and compliments from the democratic Alliance's side for the intention of taxi reform my question is whether this would then also include employment contracts and labour law compliance apart from what you suggested having taxi owners register for uh, tax my next question relates to slide 21 and that was about the percentage allocation um, of road maintenance. And um, I remark that I've observed over the past five years, DG and chairperson and colleagues, that Sandral has had an increase of 11.4 billion rain on 21,000 kilometers of road, whereas the nine provinces having to deal with 273,000 kilometers over five years only received four billion bank increase. Now, surely this should be balanced out and I would like to have your reaction on this, DG. My last, or second, or last question is on slide 30, um, which is the single ticket system that you suggested, DG, and it might have been a slip of the tongue uh, or my ear, but I heard that would be involved with that from your presentation, so correct me if I'm wrong. And if not, how would Sunderland get involved with a single ticketing system? Um, my last question is a general one, but it um, relates to slide number 87, um, where there's a clear indication of an increase over the 10-year period in terms of budget growth, but then there's an underlying concern and, a, and, and uh, about the service delivery uh, growth and surely the department's responsibility is about transfers and grants. Um, but then we constantly see 100% and close to 100% achievements. Yet, on the other side, in terms of service delivery, it is not the impression that we have that, in fact, there's a far lower experience um, of the increase uh, in all the projects which the department is involved in. And to give you an example, um, more than 41 billion Rand has been, stent, has been spent on the 13 cities on BRT systems, yet very little of them are functioning. Thank you, Chair.
0: <clears throat> thank you, Honorable Hansinger. You took three and a half minutes instead of two. <laughs> uh, Honorable McDonald. Uh,
1: thank you, Jay. um Firstly, let me welcome the presentation of the Deputy Minister and also of the DG. Um, my my remarks and questions are, will be very short. On slide 91 on the Showa, Showa Kulula bicycles, I see we're spending in a region of about 21 million per year, and from the budgets, the previous budgets, it was also in that same, same region. But in the Free State, I, I've not seen any of the bicycles or any of the value-added um, services that were supposed to be implemented with this bicycle project and could we get some more details on where the money is actually going. Uh, Then on Sunro and the the ETOLs, DG, uh, Deputy Minister, it's time that we we put this to to rest. This ETOL thing can't drag on for years and years and years. Let's find another way to to, to budget this. uh, we 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 can't continue like this. We, we we need to find a way to sort this out. And then the elephant in the room, the road accident fund, it's going to be severely severely affected by the COVID-19 um, uh, pandemic due to the the, the 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 drop in fuel sales in the last uh, two months. And uh, this is going to affect payments to to claimants. And um, Will the department be able to to finance or bail out the road accident fund in the meantime, while other ways of, of supporting the claims be sorted? Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you, Honorable MacDonald. You were right on time, but I did not see your face on the screen. Let me see the face of Honorable Manu now.
9: Good afternoon, Chair. I hope you can see my handsome face.
0: Uh, uh, Come, let me see you. Oh, there you are. No, I can see you're even wearing a tie like a chair. Thank you. You can, you can, thank
9: you very much. Um, Mine is more closer towards the recommendation on a way forward. Number one on the program administration. mm So, there has been a continued underspending since the budget 18-19, 20 and uh, consistently, we have heard that it's 10% vacancy rate. I would recommend that the committee consider uh, not supporting that uh, allocation until the department can convince us. Number two.
0: Okay. Uh, can you ask uh, Asanda okay. to, to Sotchenjo to mute, because there's a, there's a noise coming from uh, a direction. Who's, who's speaking? It's high, but uh, I'm saying uh, Asanda Sotchenjo is uh, disturbing the flow of the meeting. Yes, Asanda
1: is disturbing us, we okay. Okay. can't hear. Okay, okay, okay. Can you ask uh, or him to to mute? Thank you very much, Javier. That
0: Asanda, I think you 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 hear what members are saying. It should be a common cause to you. Carry on, Honourable Manu.
9: Thank you, Chair. Of major concern, and that should be major concern to the committee, the DG says they are taking over the running of IPTNs in a certain amount of cities. I think we should be very cautious on uh, the roles between uh, the spheres of government, and as a committee, I'd like us to take a view on that one. Number three, there is an increase of 17.2% in the usage of consultants, particularly on the public transport program. That is Despite the AG and even cabinet decision regarding the usage of consultants. Thank you very much, Chair. That is all I want to say.
0: Bravo, Honorable Mangu. You are right within your right and time. Thank you. Let me see the face of Honorable Stolen.
5: Chair, before we carry on, could we please ask the department to remove the presentation because we can't see the speakers. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The department, please. It's uh, not us. The secretariat. Um. Yeah, the department is not always them. I I, I remember now. Can the IT person remove? the presentation on the screen please because we want to see faces as members. Continue, Honorable Soler. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. How are you today? I want to see your face before you can see how I how I, how, I, how am I today? Thank you, I'm fine and how are you Mondese?
9: I'm fine, my friend. Uh, first of all, I want to thank the department for, for, for the information and the deputy minister. But my concern is that one of the new formula of, of subsidizing taxi operators. Do the department have any time frame for finalization of the taxi industry uh, formula? And the other one is that one of the of the recapitalization is a long-term... Uh, issue, we always talk about it. So now I want to find out when are they going to finalize if they do have any time frame of, the, of that one. And the, the, the bigger issue, chapter is the e Because we have, actually it is, it is a crisis because we have been talking about this for a long time now. I think this is the time now for, 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 for the ministers and the Premier of to come out and tell us exactly what is going to happen. And uh, the other 10%, I'm worried about the, the decrease of uh, some programs uh, uh, fund. Because if you can check, on the second quarter of 2019-2020, 2019, 20, 2019 2020, the department has spent $80.1 billion, which was the indication of slower than planned spending. And the other one, on, on road transport, Program, in public transport programs, and the integrated transport uh, program. this is worrying because if they always uh, ask for for the, for the budget, but they, they fail to to to, to spend. Actually, if you you target something, you you you, you must finish what you want what you want to, to do. And the last one, question is that one they they use use the usage of consultation of consultant. Is actually the issue issue which we should have talked about a long time ago because we cannot keep on uh, spending a lot of money on consultation or consultant. I I think the last one, and the last one is that one of the department for the the increase in the allocation to to the military infrastructure and industry development. If they they can give us the information. When are they, what is what is happening there and when are they going to 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 actually secure the, uh-huh. the, the budget on that one Thank you very
0: much your president <clears throat> uh, can the secretariat remove the presentation on the screen I think uh, that is loud and clear if they have problems let them tell us. Uh, Valerie Yes, yes, Chair, we'll be working with I to remove it quickly. Okay, thank you very much, Valerie. Let me see the face of a lady now in red. Honorable Noluchung.
8: Thank you, Chair, and uh, thank you, DG, for the presentation. And hi to Mema Gadzi. Um, Chair, And the mine is on the recap program, taxi recap program. Uh, This program has been running for almost 20 years now. And out of the 200 taxis that we have, only 72,653 have been scrapped so far, and 4.5 billion has been spent already. You know, I was very excited when the minister, when he we met with Santago when he mentioned that there will be formalization and standardization of the taxi industry. But what confuses me is the budget allocation. I don't see anything on the budget allocation, but what I see is the increase in the taxi re- recapitalization program. Uh, I'm very concerned there. And then secondly, how are we going to accommodate the taxi industry on the integrated ticket system that is to be implemented by 2023, when the industry is not yet formalized and even the, the structure of the, of the subsidy is not ready? Do you anticipate that it will be ready by 2023? Uh, and why continue with the tax capitalization And yet, you know, uh, there is still not, uh, you still have that, this uh, program uh, planned for the subsidies. And, you know, I just want you to remind us that here we're talking about an industry that has a 70% market share, and we should structure the subsidy system in such a way that all modes can access the subsidies, not just the bus and rail. The second one is on the accessibility. You know, when we speak of accessibility, we only speak of, we only think of access, you know, for people in rural areas and all those that don't have access to public transport. We tend to forget people with disabilities. You know, Section 8Y of the NLTA makes mention of vehicles and facilities to persons with disabilities, including principles for accommodating such persons in the public transport system. Currently, minibus bus people cannot access, rail they cannot access. Yes, I know that uh, the BRT system is able to access them, you know, to, 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 to accommodate them. But if you look at the travel chain, when a person leaves home, there are certain things that we need to consider for people with disabilities. That is the infrastructure barriers the route from home to the public transport facilities, the safety hazards on the route to public transport facilities and the distance. Uh, I would very much like to see, you know, that being accommodated in your five-year plan. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Honorable uh, Naluchungu. Let me see Honorable Dengo on my screen.
5: Okay, if there's a possibility, I would also like to speak. Thank you.
0: Okay, we'll see how to accommodate you. Um, Honorable member, uh, Honorable um, Dengo. Honorable Dengo, are we still together? can't see. Unmute, un- Unmute, Honorable Dengo. I- I'm unmuted now. Yes.
10: Thank you very Chair much. Mr. I
0: can hear you. Let me see your face.
4: Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Thank the you. The question Thank about heaters have been asked. The second question is really about the operational risks on the Western Cape line because it, the t- train seems to be bad there all the time and has there been Thought given as to how to resolve that matter, and three is chairperson uh, looking at the narrative and going into the future to look at high speed rail, uh, rail both Gauteng uh, at the extension, uh, KwaZulu Natal, and the Western Cape. Thank you very much, chairperson. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Let me see
0: the face of a lady from Limpopo, Honorable Ramatwa. Thank you, Yay. Honorable
11: Chairperson. Let me join Honorable members who are appreciating the presentation by the DG and the DM. DM. Uh, honorable Chairperson.
6: Honorable
11: um, Chairperson. In 2019 and 2020 financial year, there was a budget allocated under Provincial Roads Maintenance Grant in Disaster Relief Component and Mpumalanga Coal College. But now, in 2020-2021, financial year, there is no budget that is allocated to those programs. Can the department
0: explain to us why is
11: that? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Somebody is bringing children to our meeting. Uh, Please tell children to go and play.
7: Honorable May. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, if I can give any good advice, as a result of the coronavirus, we must concentrate on maintenance and stay away from any new development developments in the near future to save money for food. We are going to need money to buy food. Chairperson, what worries me is especially in the Eastern Cape. Chairperson, we have the Provincial Roads Maintenance Grant, but it isn't, uh, isn't it time that Sanral, I'm very happy with Sanral, take over all the roads in South Africa and of the provinces have resources sources to maintain the roads in the provinces. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Let's let's entertain the Honourable Boshoff. Honourable
5: Boschoff. Thank you very much, Chair. Um I see in the presentation that you speak of piloting an alternate rural roads program. I really hope that this is going to take off because as somebody else said earlier on that the rural roads are in a terrible state of disrepair and the quicker it is done, the better. In the Koha municipality, they launched their first plastic road project, which is a huge success. That is something that we can look at as well. And then secondly, I understand and that there are discussions on the table with unions um, regarding the possible severance packages to price our employees. Could we ask mm. if that is so? Because the DG spoke about new train sets that are going to be bought and I don't know what not all, but we're laying off or possibly laying off um, employees. Can I just ask, with regard to Praza, the administrator that was appointed, w- at what cost was he appointed, and has he brought about a change during his tenure? I know he was only appointed in December last year. Um, and is there any possibility that the capital budget that is now at Praza can be transferred to the operational budget? Thank you very much. Baba No,
0: i I think one
10: starting from slide number five. Sorry, slide number ninety-five, not number five. <coughs> um I see that yes, uh, it is welcome, TG. Um, that uh, in this financial year, you are looking at spending 1.6 billion rands on the Moloto um, route upgrade. And you correctly said that you are going to be doing it on the Mpumalanga side. The question there, I think if I heard you correctly, you were saying that um, it's going to be done by Sanral. Um, will it be a, a, a project which will be carried out by, by Sanral fully or will it be a project which will be shared um uh, even with the province where the province will also look at maybe um, some contributions and then once the upgrade is done will the road uh, be transferred back to some um, um to the province or will it be uh, remain um a central road and will it be administered and maintained by central and also what is the maintenance plan thereof because yes it's good that we do have a lot road upgrade but then Afterwards, what is the maintenance plan? And does that maintenance plan also include to have um, a continued presence of law enforcement agencies um, on that road? And then moving on to the Air Services Bill, which the DG mentioned that has been submitted to Parliament. I mean, sorry, um, has been submitted to Cabinet, is yet to come to committees and Parliament um, or the the National Assembly. Hopefully, uh, from the DG side or from the department side, um, they have also perhaps made provisions for air rooms and also um, helipads in terms of when they apply for licenses and when they um, apply for any 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 anything that has to do um, with um, that That they factor in the fact that they need to work with communities. They we they need to ensure that um, they don't cause How working communities where they operate in uh, because that in essence um, has been left to Saka and Saka with my experience for the past year as I've just been in parliament has been a nightmare to deal with as far as this is concerned and then moving on to slide um, 83 um, if you if you go to slide number 83 we we're saying that the I'm um, on the sub program where you'll be subsidizing the provinces, where you'll be um, subsidizing some of the of the routes. Um you're saying that hundred and eighty-four thousand six hundred and sixteen. That is the target that you have. And then you are saying that um your target currently, the number of subsidized um kilometers is one hundred and eighty three thousand seven hundred and forty. Uh, I'm not sure if this 13740 or, or is or, or is 183 million. Um What is the plan to ensure that you like the continuous monitoring on the provincial departments? Because some of these roads, when you drive on them, specifically in the provinces, the ones which they've received grants for, for them to maintain and ensure that those roads are kept in a in a condition they are not actually doing that. But you find that they've been given um, um, a lot of money to do so. Because I see on that last column there, you say that um, quarterly and annual monitoring reports have been signed off. Now, can we have sight of those quarterly and and and, mon- and monitoring reports which have been signed off by the accounting officers of the provincial departments, can they be, Can they come to the committee um, so that we can also interrogate them? Because I I can promise you, you, like you may find that some of the rules which have been um, where they have signed off the maintenance mm-hmm. and the questions of the you're round, you rounding you're rounding you're rounding off it eh? yes che, uh, my last point is on the budget reprioritization uh that the dg spoke about that is ongoing currently um how much do you envisage that uh, with this um, covid 19 pandemic um are you going to um reprioritize um and also um, obviously, that process has not concluded yet. But in terms of your estimations, in terms of budget, how much do we think you might reprioritize and from which programs? Which programs are you going to take money from? And also, when you, re- when you reprioritize, as you say that you've received um, a memo from uh, DPSA, from Treasury, and I think you've mentioned one other department. Um, because obviously, if you take money from the Department of Transport, from programs which have been earmarked, Um, in this current financial year, what is it as well that you're going to be um, doing? For instance, if you were to ask me, I would say, why don't you subsidize um, a program which will look at disinfecting um, um, your taxi ranks or all public uh, transport modes in terms of stations, your bus stations, uh, train terminals, and all of those things. So how much are you going to be taking from which programs on the budget? Obviously, the program, I'm well aware it is it is has not yet concluded but the dgping the head of the department would obviously have information as far as that is concerned thank you so much
0: <clears throat> thank you that was my list um and Shaba. unmute unmute One okay. Me,
12: one point from me uh, around uh, the uh, the uh, the reduction uh, uh, not only in terms of the uh, uh, Praza uh, but also in the in the Metro rail, uh, I note I noticed that uh, uh, Praza's rolling stock fleet. Our program is down uh, from 5.8 billion uh, to 3.6 billion, and also the 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 uh, the mainline uh, passenger service uh, is also down. Uh, I suspect it could be probably the 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 matter that uh, the DG made reference to around uh, the 12 billion uh, reduction, uh, but. Can we get a guarantee that uh, as we as, as we move along, this money will be uh, given back to to the department? I'm raising this point precisely by virtue of the importance of uh, uh, the contribution of transport infrastructure to the to the economic growth, and the fact that uh, not only is transport uh, uh, responsible uh, for the transportation of people, but also for the transportation of goods in boosting our uh, economic investment. If if the DG can just make a a reference to that point. Thank you, honourable chairperson. Is the chair still with us?
0: To me. All right. Um, my wish is that we should actually take the second briefing, which will be taken by the chair, and I'm sure it will be not long as as as, as uh, the first briefing, maybe 15 minutes and will then allow the deputy minister and the department to then give their response after that. So be patient with with us. Honorable Chair. Thank you, thank you, Chair, uh,
12: for allowing me an opportunity to to take charge of this second session. Uh, The second presentation. Uh, it's on uh, the driving license uh, card account, which will then invite the the DG to make presentation. Uh, I'm also mindful of the of the time that uh, that we are left with uh, uh, effectively uh, 40 40 minutes. So therefore, if we can, if the Gigi can dispense with the presentation. Uh, in uh, 15 minutes, so that we are then able to allow honorable members to engage. And uh, the members in engaging, each one of them will be given uh, uh, a minute yeah. to engage with the presentation. Over to you, Gigi.
6: Thank you very much, uh, and thanks for the opportunity to present on the DLCA, which is uh, the driver's license cut account. It's a trading entity of our department, established in terms of regulation 19 of the Treasury regulations. And uh, in it, Chair, uh, we are focused now on the work to be done by DLCA in the coming uh, financial year and over the five-year period. Uh, The legislative mandate is drawn uh, really, Chair, uh, in terms of uh, the national traffic uh, road traffic act number 93 of 1996 uh, and also with uh, national road traffic regulations of 1999 and to that extent uh, uh, that's where we draw this but of importance in as far as operations are concerned the national treasury uh, regulations of uh, 2007 uh, in terms of regulation, as I've indicated, uh, gives us the authority to move with speed on this issue. I now wish to go to slide number two, three, four, five, six, seven. And there, in slide seven, Chair, I wish to speak to the strategic overview of the DLC and the key strategic objectives. And in this regard, uh, it's around the issue of providing both secure as well as quality driving licenses. And I will come to that point uh, as I present and also, Chair, to look at uh, 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 high levels of uh, the enrollment units and related network infrastructure. Uh, that links up with the driver's license testing centers, which puts in the applications for the printing of the licenses. And secondly, and thirdly, we are looking as well as improving uh, the delivery to ensure that the uh, licenses are received and the turnarounds are quite quicker, as well as repositioning the organization to uh, live up to where we are taking the entity to in the next few years. The mission and vision have not changed. They've remained uh, virtually the same and I wish to move to the next slide, Uh, which, uh, and next one, and that will bring us to the values and uh, they remain the same. They have not changed and we move to uh, the next slide, which is the budget of the DLC over the next MTF period. And there you have it chair, the entity is doing fairly well uh, in as far as this is concerned and in the 2020-2021 the allocation has been uh, uh, there and you will see that we're anticipating a total revenue of 267 million eight thirty seven obviously with COVID impacting on this uh, that's what we're going to look at uh, in that context but you would uh, see from the next slide uh, on the budget that uh, on compensation uh, that's how much we are spending for employees and for goods and services for production of uh, these cards uh, uh, that's what we have and the depreciation of the machinery there and finally the total Total expenses sitting at 230, so we are sitting with a surplus of 37 uh, million, uh, and we have renegotiated with the treasury around the issues of reinvestment uh, in terms of this. Now, next uh, uh, slide. Uh, This next slide uh, will indicate uh, where the DLCA is going uh, in the medium term. And there is a huge need now for modernization of uh, uh, what we are working on and as far as modernization of the entity's consent uh, as I've indicated we want to replace the LCUs and LEUs uh, for, so that they link up uh, on the systems with uh, the uh, testing centers uh, for licenses and where applications for printing of new licenses are being made that the technology is up to date and that it is safe and Uh, safe for interruptions and what we have seen previously uh, with the disruptions that have been there in the printing of the cards. Of importance, Chair, uh, is that we're looking, next slide please, we're looking at the modernization of the DLC, as I've indicated earlier, to uh, improve the turnaround time and we're looking at improving it from the current 12 days are waiting for a license for seven days. Um, and uh, we are also looking at the introduction of an electronic mobile uh, driving license uh, as opposed to the current cut that we, we now have. The problem is that the machine we are currently utilizing and uh, been taken over from the old contract of Prodiva. And after the court case and everything that has happened, we are sitting with that machine that has not been replaced in a very long time. Treasury has agreed that uh, we can reinvest some of the money we generate in this regard towards uh, this exercise over the next five years of recapitalizing and modernizing the, the systems. And we're also re-engineering the DLC process flow Uh, to ensure automation at all uh, levels and to eliminate the manual processes and to also eliminate potential for fraud. Uh, And we are also looking at the creation of a platform for introducing e-service in this regard so that there is seamlessness of communication of our machinery between the printing centre as well as the uh, licence testing centres in this regard. Uh, Next slide. Uh, In there, Chair, we are looking at uh, the fact that the DLC staff complement is at 50, and uh, we are resolving the issue of the 27 contract workers, uh, which are now going to be made permanent, and uh, the 11 intents, and the Treasury has accepted our uh, the wisdom of doing that and of bringing certainty. And this largely after the issue of the strike that happened there, and uh, where employees wanted certainty about the future and their employment and uh, resulting in a a long strike that delayed the printing of cards and the distribution and we have now found each other with uh, the employees and we will uh, resolve all their challenges in exchange for them signing up and agreeing to an essential service uh, platform uh, to ensure that in future we eliminate all of that. Uh, The machine itself uh, has reached this uh, useful lifespan and the suppliers for inks and related aspects to print the current cuts, uh, uh, there's been an indication that uh, it will, in a space of 48 months, be discontinued completely. And uh, it's a race now against time to work with the replacement of a new machine and of ensuring that uh, we are able to have a modern uh, world-class cut. From a liquidity point of view, the entity is doing uh, exceptionally well. Uh, For an entity of its nature, it has to cover uh, the uh, obligation one-on-one, but as you may see now, uh, it is uh, healthy at 1.6, a ratio of 1.6 of uh, solvency, and uh, that has made us quite happy, and uh, even the treasury is comfortable with where the DLC is financially. Uh, Chair, we are looking. Uh, we have already submitted a request to uh, the State Security Agency for the design of the new uh, driver's license card as the law requires us to do that. And uh, we are also looking in this regard uh, uh, to receiving uh, the standardization that uh, are required. And DLCA has already been declared a national key point and uh, also. Uh, We are looking at, uh, it has been certified on ISO 9001 uh, and we remain compliant uh, in as far as this uh, is concerned. Uh, Our current compliance certificate with that uh, International Standardization Organization's compliance code will expire on the 28th of June 2022. And uh, between now and then we remain uh, committed to ensuring that we even comply further beyond uh, what is there. The rollout of the new uh, process has begun and the design of the cut as I have indicated has started in earnest and we plan uh, during this uh, period chair uh, that we will in totality uh, targeting to print about 3 million dri- driving license cards annually year on year for the next five years, every year printing 3 million. Our current baseline has been about 2, 000- 2.4 million driving license cuts uh, produced every year. Last year we produced 2.7 uh, million and uh, we uh, think that the 3 million target is uh, achievable with uh, a faster printing machine as we are looking at uh, the replacement and modernization. We will start the process of modernization right away and we intend now to go beyond the ISO certification and the compliance code of 9001. We're also looking at complying with code 27001 as well as 31000 from a safety point of view of the cards and uh, the user friendliness of it and reliability uh, of such cards. So from that point of view, we think that uh, we are in a good space in as far as DLC is concerned. And uh, while we see the impact of covid that uh, it will lose a revenue estimated at about 19 million a month. But we think that the DLCA is in a healthy position. It will be able to stomach this uh, lost revenue and also be able to still continue the modernization program uh, unhindered. And we see less disruptions uh, in this regard. Uh, We have uh, obviously with the replacement of the machine, it will solve the permanent problem of the delay in the printing of cuts, uh, which has been mechanical in nature. But we think that uh, the entities in good space. I could end there, Chair, uh, on this presentation.
2: Chair, I have questions. Honorable Bradiset. We can't hear you, okay,
1: Change like,
12: your Microsoft. is I've noted uh, honourable Tim. Uh, can we check whether oh, honourable Macdonald can say something?
1: Honourable Macdonald.
12: Honourable Macdonald.
1: Honourable
12: Macdonald. Honourable Tim, it's honourable Macdonald. Honourable Macdonald. St- yeah. Honourable Macdonald. Honourable Macdonald
9: honorable
7: toale honorable toale honsinga honsinga contemporary
12: honorable Hussinger.
4: okay like the river in KZN. <laughs> yeah it's fine let's, let's
12: let's start with honorable two
10: sorry uh, honorable mapela um, as well
12: honorable mapela honorable i've noted honorable uh, Honourable i I've noted Honourable McDonald, Honourable Manu, Honourable Sitole, Honourable Hatsinger, and Honourable Mabena. And uh,
11: Honourable
12: Ramadwa. And Honourable Ramadwa. Um. Thank you. Let's proceed in that fashion.
2: Okay, Chair, Chair I first. Thank you, Chair. I appreciate it. Chair, a minute is a, is a tall order, but we'll try. Jay, I'm very interested in the um, and and excited about the idea of an electronic driver's license. I would just love the department to give us some mechanics on that. Currently, if you want to renew your driver's license, you have to go and stand in a line, fill out a form, have an eye test, pay some money, and off you go. So can can the department just share with us on the actual mechanics of how they're going to do that online? Are they going to ask for utility bills for proof of address? Um, Will we be able to go to... Well, so they be able to go to optometrists to do the eye tech, and then submit that online. We just need to get an idea of the mechanics, and not just a general idea of what an electronic license looks like. We need to know the actual mechanics of what it's going, what the process is going to be. Chair, also the um, the live enrollment units apparently had 999 rolled out in all the provinces. We are concerned that we haven't seen any of those in KZN. Could we receive from the department a list? of all these live enrollment units and where they are in the various provinces, so we can have an idea of what's going on there. Then there was a note on uh, slide 16 as well that there were going to be buses deployed out to assist perhaps rural communities with um, driver's license requirements, but those were stopped due to legislative difficulties. Can we have an idea of what those legislative difficulties are and how we can, as the NA and the NCOP, help to resolve those roadblocks so we can get those buses out in the field? Um, the other short question, Chair, was... Um, actually, in fact, I, th- I think... Uh, sorry, just one other thing, Chair. There was, a, there was a slide on on slide 12, something very concerning that the new driver's card, the driver's license card design was ready to go some time ago, I think it was 2017, but the design for it was on an employee, a DCLA employee's laptop, which was stolen and, and thus the entire project stopped. Can the department just give us some sort of assurance that such a design is now on, on the cloud system or on multiple systems or on a backup server so that if a laptop that doesn't get stolen, the entire project crashes. I'm thank referring you, to slide twelve. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
12: Thank you, Andrew uh, McDonald.
1: Thank you, J. G- uh, thank you, DG, for the presentation. Um, my, the I would like an answer from the DG or some uh, from the department in, in how they're going to deal with the huge backlog that the license department now will have due to the COVID-19 uh, lockdown. And in the same breath, we all know that nobody in this country is receiving their driver's license in 12 days. I mean, it is—it's become I, I my personal driver's license took nearly two months last time when I renewed it. It is—it's become a problem that people have to actually—you you might as well get a temporary license while you get, apply for the license, even if you are three or four months in advance, because you are definitely going to be using your temporary license. Uh, can 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 we have some sort of indication? how are they going to deal with these huge backlogs all over the country. And then I also want to join the uh, uh, Honourable, uh, the previous speaker, um, in the license enrollment units, um, they are, they're continuously offline. Um, people from the Banshu, Bochebello and the Free State, are, you might as well just give up. And you, it can take five or six appointments before you can actually get your, your license um, renewed if I could get a response from the department Thank you very much.
12: Thank you, Admiral Admiral Manu. Thank you, Chair. Thank you,
9: DG. Maybe, Chair, let me start by making a request recommendation given the shortness of time. Maybe we need to agree up front that we need a follow-up on this uh, because it's quite uh, a lot of information. Number one, uh, I want to check from the DG Who has the copyright or the IP for the production software at the DLCA? Number two, the DG and our colleague from NCOP spoke about buses that are going out there and the legislation. I think the DG needs to assist us, because I'm of the opinion that DLCA is the only the card production facility. Now, when you take a bus to a place, you are now doing the function of a DLTC, not a DLCA. That is where the issue of legislation coming in. Now, would the department assist us and explain why are they stepping into the role of the dltc number three what legislation gives authority to sasa to design a driving license number four the dg says the design has started Who is doing the design? How long will it take? Because there are international standards and our neighbors already producing such licenses. Lesotho has got a license compliant, Namibia, and so forth. Who is designing this? As if we are designing our own uh, driving license card on ourselves. Now, on the need to mobilization, the question was asked, but I want to rephrase it. What is an electronic driving license? Can we have a simplified English? Because I'm not aware of what an electronic driving license is. Uh, to create a platform, the DG says for introducing e-service. What is that in simple language? What is an e-service in this space? In the context of a DLCA and a DLTC. And there's a slide at the beginning that says the department had a saving of 45 million rand in the first year of them taking over after Prodiba. Uh, but I noticed that the DG didn't mention the cost of 38 million rand of, of uh, in terms of the budget on the same year or the current year of the staff. And I'm not sure if uh, that was taken into consideration. Uh,
12: thank you, thank you, thank yes, you, thank I you, thank you. It it For
9: today, Remember my first uh, recommendation.
12: Yes, thank you, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, remember, uh, uh, Thank you, thank, you, thank, you, thank you very much
9: chair and thank you for the presentation but my, my my question is I want to find out the do the department have a system that will deal with the driver drive, driving schools because there's a lot of corruption that is happening in driving schools there's a lot of fraud that is happening in driving schools So in our system, do the department have to actually deal with the the, the corruption that is happening in driving schools? And the other one, what I want to find out about the capacity. Do the department have a capacity to implement the electronically system that they are going to introduce? If they do have, you can be very happy if you can have some details of how are they going to do it? Because it, it is a new system which we all uh, all to, to, to see. Thank you very much, Chairperson.
12: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable member. Honourable uh, Mabena.
10: No, thank you so much, uh, DG. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, thank you so much, Chairperson. And, yeah, um, with the presentation from the DG, I think, you know, the machine, when we went for oversight um, to DLCA, uh, what the DJ has just presented here, I mean, we could have given you that that machine is very old. And we're told by the gentleman that was using it at that time that this machine <coughs> is giving them some technical issues and there are some issues with contracts. Nonetheless, I think uh, Honorable um, McDonald has covered me on the issue that it doesn't take 12 days to produce a taravas license. As we speak now, I'm driving with a temporary driver's license myself. You know, it's been quite a a while since I'm waiting um, for one. And then also one other issue is is concerning um, the fact that a whole design in a laptop of an official um, gets stolen and the entire program is compromised. I mean, how much do you guys spend... On, on security when it comes to your IT systems? Do you spend any money at all? If you do spend, which company provides those services to you? What have you done to them? Have you had any engagement whatsoever with them? You know, because obviously, if yes, it's unfortunate the laptop gets stolen. But the level of security which needs to be there for a driver's license, that will be you know, issued to all South Africans is very concerning um and also one other issue that we picked up when we went there the the senior posts at dlca had not been filled at that time we were, uh, we were briefed by a gentleman who was an acting someone uh there and 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 there was quite a lot of issues which with regards to senior management um, posts um, which um, which were there. So, but I think also I've been covered as well on the issue of the compliance with regards to the the new um, driver's license that you're gonna be producing. Uh, Chair, uh, given your minute, I'll stop there. Thank you, thank you,
12: Honorable Honorable Arsena
4: Thank you, Chair, and thank you for the presentation. I can recall at a oversight visit that um, the machine was the building and the building was the machine. So I'm just curious in terms of the upgrade, is there also an intention to change buildings uh, or what is, what is the framework of the planning? Um, uh, about a year ago, at the most uh, severe state of having a backlog on driving licenses, not driver's licenses, uh, there was a backlog of something like 320,000. And I would like to know, in terms of planning for a new facility and new capacity, um, whether there is also any intent of making sure that we'll have sufficient back, uh, backup should a similar situation occur. Thank you, Chair, and I'm sure I've got credit on my time now. Thank you.
12: <laughs> can we have uh, an honorable uh, ramadwa?
11: Thank you honorable chairperson. Thank you DG for your presentation. Chairperson, I firstly want to commend the department for employing permanent workers. As you know that um, one of the priority of the department is to create jobs. So we commend what they have done that because they make them to be permanent. Secondly, chairperson In his presentation, the DG indicated that uh, they make um, surplus, meaning that the DLCA is capable of generating revenue. But my concern is that they don't have accommodation. So is it possible that instead of reinvesting money or taking money to treasury and discuss with... Treasury, that they can make sure that they are having their own building or accommodation, as it is stated in the report, that they also want to have satellites. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Thank you. Any, any input from Honorable uh, Khai?
0: Our oh, one. Mina.
12: Oh. Hey, my humble and sincere apologies. You can ah. and I remember?
9: Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, my first question would be: Is DLCA was introduced in, in two thousand seven to produce and deliver license cards in South Africa? Is the license card account still meeting its requirements? And who produces the new license cards for the Republic of South Africa if it is not producing South Africa and why not? Two, one of the key strategic objectives of the DLCA is to produce and deliver highly secured and quality driving licenses. Do you agree, Minister, or Deputy Minister, that this objective is not really acquired by Tlca? DL- uh, Three, and being the last question. When is the DP, Department of Transport, intending to shut down all these fake licenses that are given to South Africans, which causes accident by the licensing department in conjunction with, driving school in all the provinces. Thank
12: you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you, Chairperson. I
7: would like to ask a question. Yes, 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 Honorable okay. Honorable Chairperson, yeah, it is clear that the DLC I operates very well in Pretoria, but on ground level, it's a different story. I mean, think of a long queues, etc. But I would like to know, is it the responsibility of the DLCA or the municipalities to open new offices? Thank you.
12: Thank you. Thank you, Uh, Dr. May. DG, there are also questions that were posed on the chat
0: option. Okay. Hello. Um, the is The chairperson of thank you, the, thank
12: you, humble LCC, the chair. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you, chair. No, no, no. It's no problem. Um, just some few questions. I think there was a question that was uh, talking about the bicycles. How many and. Uh, in which provinces, which municipalities have been uh, distributed so that the information can be out there. The second question was that uh, 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 when it comes to testing stations that are in rural municipalities, how is the department going to help those communities in rural um, municipalities and uh, I think my last question is that, um, maybe two, uh, two last questions. The first one is the issue on recapitalization. My view is that we must come closer as uh, uh, the, the, the committees, in dealing with this matter. The department must be able to give us full details uh, in a meeting that will be arranged so that we can play our oversight here. Um, and the last issue is this issue of um, Sandral and the Ito. Um Will I be wrong if I say in the presentation of the DG, the DG is saying this matter is out of their control? Because I hear him saying that. <clears throat> and if this matter is out of their control, it means we should resuscitate these committees and follow this matter of sandra and Etol and close it. It can't be a matter that we can't handle. It can be a matter that we are told that the cabinet is dealing with this matter forever. I think it's months now. So... I suggest that we come closer to this matter. If we need to write a letter, we write a letter and seek clarification on this matter because we have been talking about this matter now for some times. Those are my questions, Chair. Thank you and and sorry to disrupt your meeting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Honourable Chair.
12: Uh, DM and DG, you will, you have five minutes. Uh, Uh, to respond mindful of the fact that uh, mindful of the fact that uh, uh, we are going to expect uh, from the department uh, to submit in writing uh, most of the questions uh, that were posed by uh, honorable members. Uh, Secondly, uh, there is consensus that uh, the time allocation that we have today uh, is not adequate. Therefore, we need another engagement with the department uh, to further process uh, matters. Uh, but without any use of time, let me hand over to the, to the DG and, the, and then give
6: over to the DM to address. Over to you. Thank you, Chair. We will uh, prepare a written response uh, to uh, most of the questions, seeing that we will not do justice to them. Uh, Indeed, they are long and they are uh, mouthful, and most of them, uh, some of them require a bit of background to give in order to arrive at a proper context of uh, uh, their answers. Uh, But uh, what is key is that uh, we will also give a separate uh, report, Chair, on the impact of COVID-19 on the entire budget and what we are dealing with right now. And uh, that will be a separate thing altogether. And the rest of the questions to the two presentations can then be provided uh, in writing in as far as this is concerned, and some of the key considerations that have been raised in respect of uh, both the Departmental strat Plan and the DLCA. So I think that's why I must leave it at uh, chair, because if I start touching on some matters and leaving others, I will not do justice to it uh, in five minutes. Thank you. Thank you, DG. Uh, Deputy Minister.
3: Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. And uh, let me indicate that the questions that have been uh, uh, asked uh, and in suggestions which were given by members, we definitely will come back to both committees. Uh, in writing and indicate uh, 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 responses in writing because time is not on our side. Uh, But I also need to indicate to members that we uh, definitely will be able to once more come back to honorable members on uh, uh, our approach towards uh, COVID-19 issues and uh, how we will be dealing with it uh, particularly focusing on reorganizing the budget and uh, also looking as to how best can we be able to reshape uh, the APPs because our APP will never be the same as like the one that we are presenting now to your good self. We will have to tweak here and there so that it's able to comply once the Minister of Finance has been able to Uh, uh, put the budget forward to parliament uh, uh, for reorganizing and reshaping the budget as has been indicated by the Director-General. I would like to thank both chairpersons for listening to our presentation and uh, uh, heartily would like to say to honorable members, thank you for the advices uh, that you have uh, uh, shared with the department. We will definitely... Hit the call and look into most of the advices that you have already given to us.
12: Uh, deputy minister, honourable uh, members. Uh, like I've indicated, uh, the uh, department will provide detailed response to all the questions and engagements that were raised by the by the honourable uh, members, and uh, in our next engagement we'll then be able to interrogate the response and probably probe further uh, in areas where we have the view that uh, not adequate responses were given. Uh, thank you uh, Deputy Minister and the DG for taking the, the joint committees in confidence. The The next item on the agenda will be the minutes of the uh, of the 30th okay. of
1: April 2020. Sorry, okay. Sorry to interrupt. Can we just have an indication on when the department will respond in the time span, please, Chair? Let,
12: let, let, let us expect the department uh, in, in, in five days, uh, DG. Will that be sufficient? Deputy Minister?
6: No, that's fine, Chair. I think we can manage in five days, yes.
12: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, General uh, McDonald, for that intervention. Uh, let's then deal with the minutes of the 30th of April. Uh, I want to believe that uh, all members have the minutes. Uh, any uh, reflection, addition, or subtraction on uh, on page one, which mainly dealt with the attendees and then uh, the introduction. Uh, you remember that the 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 platform that we had with the department on the 30th of April was uh, for the department to account to the, the joint committees in terms of the intervention that the department has made uh, with regard to uh, progress on the implementation of the regulations. Is there any uh, correction that uh, honourable members would want
4: to make? Uh, yes, Chris hunsinger Yes, Honorable hunsinger Chairperson, um, uh, I see no mention of the fact that uh, the DG Said that uh, drive-throughs, uh, like with at McDonald's in Kentucky, would be allowed. Um, I, I don't see any anything around that.
12: Yes. Look, uh, I think uh, let's 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 then. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know that the DG said it was implied, but but uh, the, I, I hear need the, the body language. <laughs> there is nothing
4: like that. Like them opened.
12: Uh, I suspect it is, it's on a lighter note on
9: Robert
4: Singer. least <laughs> at, at at on a lighter note. Because the DJ said this, but the minister then corrected this. So uh, the DJ has my absolute support uh, on this one. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you,
12: Ramalat Singer. Uh, in the absence of any correction on the minutes, uh, can we then get a mover for the adoption of the minutes as presented?
11: Honorable Ramadan, I move for the adoption of the minutes. Thank you, Honorable Ramadan, for moving.
1: We honorable McDonald, second.
9: Honorable you
12: Thank you, thank you, honorable members. Uh, our minutes are, are duly uh, adopted. Uh, we are then uh, uh, moving to towards uh, giving over back to the to the chair uh, to, to to seal the meeting. Over to Honorable uh,
0: Co-Chair, Honorable Zwani. <clears throat> uh, Chair, thank you very much for allowing me to close this meeting. Let me say to the Honourable Deputy Minister and the DG, the indications as we see it is that we did not have time, as you have said it, Chair, to allow honorable members to ask all the questions and also to allow the department to provide us with responses. I think that point we've dealt with. But what I want to point out to the department is that um, I think the meeting is saying, we now have to stop talking and start doing. Plans are here, money is there. Let's continue to do the right things uh, with the speed we want to see things happening. And I accept that notion as the chairperson of the portfolio committee. And going forward, I think we'll increase also on our side in terms of uh, the oversight role, because we believe we now know each other better and we can begin to tackle issues. So we understand that covid 19 is with us and we can do everything as we like but let's give it our best shot to service the people of south africa and ensure that where we can plan going forward like i mean um these entities that are now going under because of the lockdown i think we should have foreseen that as a department that uh during the COVID 19, there will be no money because people are not traveling. And put something for those entities to be able to sustain themselves to the future. But otherwise, let me thank everybody. Thank you, Chair, for the way we, uh, the good working together relationship and your team. And thank all the members of the portfolio committee and the administrators who are here and those IT. Uh, people behind the scenes that makes us to appear on the screen. Thank you very much. I think this meeting is uh, adjourned uh, until we meet on Monday. And those who are still struggling with the IT, please go and practice until we meet on Monday. Thank you.
11: Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much.
12: My pleasure. My-